um, towards the end of their sharing, I had a very strong impression of a memory in my mind. And it was a very, very strong impression. And I sat there and I wondered, Lord, are you trying to tell me I should share this? But it's such a short memory and it's such a short sharing. I think I can only do it in 10 or 15 minutes. It's not worth to be a sermon or anything at all. Now, I, I guess it's one of those ideas that I'll just keep at the back of my mind to build on. Now, five minutes after that impression, Emmanuel came up to me and asked me if I could do a short sharing on Agape Sabbath for 10 to 15 minutes. And I guess that's how the Lord works, doesn't it? <laughs> doesn't he? Amen. Okay, let's pray. Father in heaven, be with us now as I share. May your Holy Spirit move and convict and, and guide us, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, this was the memory that God brought to my mind. About four or five years ago, I was not an Adventist. I actually came to know about prophecy through YouTube. And as I came to, knew, to know more, I decided I wanted to keep the Sabbath with the church that keeps the Sabbath too. Now, I was studying in Edinburgh at that time, so I sought out the local SDA church. And it was about one, one and a half hours from my house. It takes about two to three bus transfers. Um, but I was so excited about the Sabbath, I wanted to change churches, I wanted to go there. So I remember the first time I entered the church. I was dressed up nicely, um, wanting to attend the Remnant Church. It was quiet, and I arrived just on time for the service to start. And I walked in and I looked around to see if anyone was there. And there was nobody at the door, but I saw some pamphlets on the table, the welcoming table. So I took some, excited, and I saw a guest book and I wrote down my name and my phone number and my address. And I didn't know where to go. And I was waiting for someone to greet and seat me as the other churches do. Because there was a door on the right, there was a door on the left, both were closed. So I didn't really know where to step. And then there was this man who rushed past me with his little girl, his little daughter. So I just followed him and then I managed to find the hall eventually. Now I was so excited, but I was a little bit shy as well. So I sat somewhere like in the middle, on the right side, and then the service started. And I was so excited to sing. Man, I sang all the wrong songs. <laughs> but I didn't mind because they, they were singing hymns that I didn't know. But I liked the lyrics because it was so different from the normal church that I used to go to, you sing our God is an oftentimes 50 times. Sorry, our God is an also God, you sing it 50 times. And it was so different because now the lyrics have meaning. The offering basket was being um, passed around. It wasn't this kind of bag, it was a bowl. And I thought, oh man, the church is going to see how much I give. And I used up all my money I had on the bus fare. So I only had two pounds left and it's a coin, you know. So it's like going to make sure it doesn't rattle because I know I'll be giving coins. So I said, God, I'll come back next week. I'll give you more. This is all I have. I'll put it in. And I don't remember what the sermon was that was preached, but I know I had my notebook out and I was taking down all my notes and every verse and I was so excited about the service and finally it was over. And I sat down and I looked at the roof of the ceiling of this church made out of stone and wood, that old, contemporary, old classical style church. And I said, wow, God. You brought me here. Then I looked around. It was a pretty small church. The number of people in the church was just like how we have here at SAC. The church itself was a little bit, bit bigger. And there was an area at the back, some, something like what we have, but it was separated. Um, and they had a room there, a big room that they used as the cafeteria where they eat. Now, I looked and I smiled and I looked around and I tried to see if anyone would kind of try to make eye contact with me or be willing to talk to me. But everyone was kind of busy so eventually, everyone started filing into the other room, and I looked, at, I looked through the glass, because it was glass doors, and I looked through the glass, and I see, oh, there's some trays there. I wonder if it's food, because <laughs> I was hungry. Um, and I wondered if I could join them. I didn't invite myself, because in my church in Ipoh, um, lunch is only provided for those who stay back for choir practice, or whatever practice. And those who don't stay back, you, you just go out and eat. So I wondered if it was the same at this church. So maybe, maybe it's just for those staying back, I should go. And so I tried, made my way towards the exit, and I saw them start opening the tray, the covers, and I see sandwiches and tidbits, and I just looked and I, oh, I wish I, I wonder if I could join them. So I made my way out, and I kept look, looking through the windows, and I kept wondering if someone would say hi, or look at me, or even wave goodbye. But unfortunately, no one did. And I was lonely and alone in this new church 
that I so wanted to be part of. Eventually, I walked out that door and I never went back again. You know, of all the churches I've been in my life, this SDA church was the first church in my whole life that I've ever felt so unwelcome. To walk in unnoticed and to walk out unnoticed as well. To have nobody know that I was there. You know, I wanted to be part of the Remnant Church, the last day church. I wondered if they did not want me. You know, I knew the truth already. I knew the Sabbath. And I said, I want to keep the Sabbath. But I just want to keep the Sabbath with someone else. You know, Satan whispered in my ear as I, after I left, probation closed on you already. They don't want you to be part of the church, of the remnant church. It's too late. And I eventually went on to attempt suicide shortly after that because I believed Satan that it was too late that God didn't want me to be part of his remnant church anymore, that that was the remnant church and I was out. You know, sometimes I wonder if things would be different if someone came up to me and shook my hand or asked me what my name was, or if someone smiled at me and welcomed me and asked me to stay for lunch, or even if someone decided to text me after they saw my name in the guest book. I wonder these things but I also know why God had to bring me back to Malaysia. Now, I wonder also how many of you thank God for our church sack. You know, I see all the pictures with the smiling faces. How many of you see these faces in church smiling at you? And then these faces come up to you and nag you to stay for lunch. Or ask you, hey, where were you last week? And maybe like me, sometimes you're thinking, it's so annoying, this person's trying to get on my back, trying to track my every move, where I am, everything. I just need my space. I'll come when I come. But you know, when I first came to this church, I thought, hey, someone here notices me. Someone here cares about me, loves me. You know, this is why it's so important to have a welcoming church, to say hi to a new face, to shake someone's hand, even, uh, uh, sorry, no, especially if they're alone. And ask yourself, what can you do for the church except to sit every week here and then come and eat and then leave? Try saying hi to someone. Be part of the church because you never know that you might save someone's life just by saying hi. You know, when I, I think back all the time when I first came, my family disowned me after I first got baptized. And this church, not SAC, but before SAC, there was that. That church was my family, and they were all I had. You know, during Chinese New Year, Deepavali, Hari Raya, Christmas, we travel hours in the jam, we fly back home to see family. Sometimes blood family that you don't even like, <laughs> and you don't even want to see. But we do that. Now, how about our church family? What about this family in Christ? We see each other once a week and sometimes we still think that's too much. Are we really a family? When you feel lonely, who do you seek out? Your friends, your, your, your colleagues, your spouse? Sure, but what if you're fighting with them? Who are you going to complain to? <laughs> Is the church your family? A family that shares problems, a family that travels to see each other. Because for me, I really, really love that I have this family that can have my back when my family doesn't or when no one else does. You know, how can we make our church more like a family? I realize, sorry, I asked my question this, myself this question. I realize, you know, you feel more like a family with the little things that you do. It's the little things. You know, some years ago, Lisa gave me this keychain from the UK. And I thought, hey, no, Lisa thinks of me even when she's away on holiday. Someone cares for me. And that keychain has been on my car keys since the, since the day she gave it to me. Now, Yi asked, <laughs> asked me if we need help moving. And I think, hey, you know, they understand. She worries about me. You know how annoying it is to keep moving? Someone listens. And sometimes Emmanuel asks us, how's new married life? And hey, no, they understand. The first year is all, you know, so I'm fighting. Someone cares, someone understands, someone understands. A family that loves each other will ask and they will care. And it may be annoying, 
but at least there's someone who will care for you. And maybe that's all it takes as a family, is just to go up to someone and ask, hey, how's life? How are you? Here's a packet of, give someone a pack of, a pack of biscuits, something. It's just it's a small thing to show that we care. And perhaps if we can do this in our church, it will overflow to the community naturally, that people will just see us differently and they will want to be part of our group. Like how Sandy had this cycling community, just be nice. And everyone else is nice as well. The Bible tells us that we need to have fellowship with one another, that we need to bear one another's burdens, that we need to share our problems with each other and to pray for each other, that we need to love one another and to sacrifice for one another. We need to suffer and to cry together. And we need to be hospitable to one another. Now, why? Have you ever heard of this term called the greatest link before? The weakest, the greatest link, sorry, the weakest, thank you. The weakest link. You know, sometimes all Satan needs to do to get out of church is to get the weakest link. You know, friends, all we need is each other. We need this family in church to pray for us when we cannot pray for ourselves, to help us when we fall, so that when one falls, when someone falls, someone else can lift him up, so that we can keep each other warm and loved, so that if one is overpowered, two can withstand. And if there is a threefold cord with God in the middle, then we will be strong. That's how important our church is. Let's pray. Father in heaven, I thank you for leading me back to Malaysia for this church in Christ that now I've come to call my family. I thank you for every member that's sitting here. And they might, they might not realize this, but they have touched and changed my life in some way or another. I pray that you would continue to help us to grow closer to one another now. As we reflect back on the year, look at the mighty, mighty powerful things that you have done. We will also see how you let us all in this church for a specific purpose. And I pray that you will teach us how to be a loving family in Christ that cares for each other and in turn will be able to care for the people around us as well. Be with us for the rest of this day. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning and happy Sabbath, church. All right, so my testimony is going to start from when I first became a bubble worker. <clears throat> you know, when I first joined bubble worker, it was not an easy road, actually. My parents were not really supportive of it at first, especially my dad. Um, he was furious. Then my mom, this was while I was still at SALT. So my mom at first also didn't support, but after I finished SALT and went back, that one week break I took, and I, told my, and I was talking to my mom and told her that I want to do Bible worker. Surprisingly, my mom was like, if that's God's will, I'm not going to stop you. I don't want to be the one who hinders you from doing God's will. It shocked me because my mom was stopping me from coming and like she really was, how to say, hesitant to let me go. But coming from her mouth, that was really a big praise for me. And then the second obstacle, which was my dad. When my dad found out, he, at first he became furious. Then my mom was like, hey, look, let him be. Let him just go and do it. Just give him one year. Let him try it out. And somehow my dad cooled down and understood also. So both of them being understanding was a very, very big praise. And that's how I got to be here today. <clears throat> and as I joined Bible Worker, at first I had Amanda Sinru pass, three of them to help me and guide me along the way, of course with Pastor Ben as well. But three of them to always work together with and share the workload and everything. A few weeks later, or a few one, two months later, Amanda left. And it was just Sinru, Pass, and me. It was still bearable. We still worked together and all. And right after church camp, Sinru and Pass also left. I started getting worried because I was the only Bible worker, and I did not know how I was going to handle it. I thought I was going to crumble under pressure. I thought I was going to start to hate Bible worker because the workload just becomes overwhelming and all. 
I was so worried. I was just praying, and I mean, I, I praise God for Pastor Ben and Evelyn because every few days, once they just message me, I'm like, "Hey, brother, how are you doing? Are you, are you still holding up? Are you still okay?" They they just constantly um, check on me and everything, <clears throat> and that's when also the core started stepping up. Our course, the youths, they started stepping up and starting to help me, and it started feeling like the worries which I had started disappear, and I realized that. The more involved I was in this, because while Sinrupas and Amanda were here, it was like I had a bit of work and they all, it was equally distributed. But now, when I was alone and I had more work, the more involved I was, the more I actually started enjoying it. The more actually I, like, like right now, I seriously can't imagine if I don't go out of the house one day without doing anything. I, feel, I, I just feel like, so boring, I, can't, I need to do something, I need to go out. It's just... So such a great blessing to do to go out and reach out to people, and <clears throat> that that uh, that immense workload which I have was actually became a great blessing for me, because when I have more free time, I used to just waste it and all. But now, because of the uh, lots of workload, even my free time, I just try to pray and try to ask God for strength. It makes me to depend on Him more. So I praise God for that as well. And the biggest praise which I want to share is campus ministry in APU. That, <clears throat> that was actually, like until now, I feel like that's a place where I want to just go and do ministry only. I, I fell in love with campus ministry already. And last week, I mean this, this past week, so many things happened. And I would like to share the praise right now about APU's Campus Hope. Firstly, for the first time, I met Mr. Umapadi, which was our Campus Hope advisor. I was actually in APU doing visitation and celebrating Louis' birthday and all that. But Louis and Angel, they were preparing as well for the Christmas kit event, which I was posting in the group. And Mr. Umapadi was actually the one leading out that uh, event. So he... We, we encountered, and then he was sharing his testimony, and then he said his name was Mr. Umapati. Then I was like, are you by any chance the advisor of Campus Hope? Then he was like, yeah. Then I was like, oh, uh, I'm Brian. I'm the current president. I was like, oh, yeah, I know your previous president, Ivan and Makun, all of them. <coughs> so it was the first time I encountered him, and he was, and then he listened to what we have been doing in Campus Hope and all that, like how what the activities we've been doing and everything, and he was so happy, and he was, he was telling, I'm so glad a camp, a uh, camp, uh, a club like yours is in APU, and you guys are doing a good job. Coming from him, it was very nice because in APU, we have another lecturer who's trying to shut us down, who has been coming to, uh, trying to, he even actually started so many rumors. He uh, blamed, blamed us like we are trying to force religion into them and so, so many other rumors. So uh, I was thankful that our, we had an advisor who was very supportive. <clears throat> and second praise was also that he, the APU management also came and told us that, I mean, through Dean, one of the students who was also working the students management, came and told us that all whatever the other lecturer was trying to do to shut us down. <clears throat> and then after that, he says, don't worry. The management is actually on your side. They know what you're doing. Because you guys are an open club. You have Instagram, Facebook. You post everything there. Your members also tell all the good things about you guys, and we know that whatever this lecturer is saying is all just his grudge or his just made-up rumor. So it was nice to hear that. And actually, sorry, in, from APU, there's another phrase. <laughs> the awards which you guys see on the shelf when you come in, which was for APU, apparently, like, I, I can't, 20, 2017, two years back, it was for a club which was there for a student's well-being and all. They were awarded for that. Guess what? Actually, without us knowing, last year also we got the award, but we just didn't went to collect. And this year also we are we are also uh, eligible. Like we are also one of the clubs which are nominated to because they saw us as a club who takes care of the students in APU, and that's what they awarded us for that. But last year's last year's certificate they kind of threw it already because we didn't went and collect it. It was there for a long time. So <clears throat> praise God for all like this this past few days being in APU, 
I just see a lot of um, God's leading because a few months ago, this lecture came to start trying to shut us down and everything. But here God shows and says, look, it's just one guy who's disturbing you guys. The whole, your, whole, your members, the management of APU, they are all, I, I'm, I'm still working through them. You guys are still, I still want you guys to be there. So it, it's a very big praise for me seeing how God leads us, even in the smallest thing we do, just a simple visitation in APU and stuff like that. So I really praise God for all those, like uh, being part of campus ministry and uh, another one is actually seeing Ryan grow also. Seeing Ryan grow from his previous and uh, from his previous life till now, everything. Even though there are times there's ups and downs, but seeing his growth, it's one which encourages me also to be a better example to him, and also help him out and be a good friend to him. So this campus ministry, the church members, and especially Ryan also. Without this tree, I'm pretty sure I would have hated Bible Booker a long time ago, as soon as Pass and Sinru left. So praise God for all of this. So, um, yeah. So I was asked to present a song um, today, and I'm gonna be very frank with you. Up till about two a.m. last night, I had no idea what to sing. And um, the reason is, you know, because uh, well, partially because of my last minuteness, but uh, but mostly because I don't. I, I, um, there, there are a lot of songs um, that we can present, but. Um, you know, sometimes I always ask God. Um, you know, when 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 it's uh, you know when when I've given the opportunity to present, whether in speech or in song, um, what is the right message to share? And just about half an hour ago, um, God put a, a impression on my mind to present this, and this song is um, is. A harder song to present because um, the first time I heard when I, the first time I heard this song, uh, I was not in uh, I was not in a very good place, um, and it was through this song that God spoke to me, and so I just want to share um, and pray that that God speaks to you as well. I can fool my closest friends. I can fool my loved ones too. I can fool myself, but then, Lord, I know I can fool. I am walking wounded, broken. I want back the joy I knew. I want something real to hope and Jesus what I need is you I don't need a voice of thunder for me to believe it's true I don't need a sign or wonder Jesus what I need is you been such a great pretender, but it's wearing on my soul. I've no terms for my surrender. Help me, Jesus, make me whole. I don't need a voice of thunder for me to believe it. I don't need a sign or wonder, Jesus, what I need is you. I'm so tired of being afraid, sadness knocking on my door. You can fix this mess I've made. Take me, take me now, I pray. 
I don't need a voice of thunder for me to believe it's true. I don't need a sign or wonder, Jesus, what I need is you. Oh, Jesus, what I need is you. All right, so um, the following uh, item in our program today is uh, time to open up to the floor. Everybody has a turn to praise the Lord. Uh, but before that, I'd like to read in Psalm 68, uh, verse 19. Um, it says, Praise the Lord, praise God our Savior, for each day He carries us in His arms. Indeed, the Lord has already brought us through almost now to the uh, end of the year. So the whole year, the Lord has been taking care of us. So let us take time now to praise the Lord. Ah, ye. Okay. Um, I, in our condo, I'm, I always see this old grandma, and you know, I always say hi to her. But one day she came to me, and then she was telling me she really feel depressed. And every time she feel depressed, she, she got a stomach pain very badly. She's like 80 years old. And she says she had no one to talk to. The son will say that you think too much. So, uh, might as well, you know, like then the daughter-in-law, they have never really communicate. And then I asked her, do you have religions? You know, maybe you can talk to your God. And then she said, no. And then from on that moment, I was thinking to myself, we are so blessed. At least I'm so blessed, you know, like I have God I can go to when, when I cannot share my thought or my feeling to human. But oh, the God, you know, in heaven, they know and see everything. We are blessed to have God to go and turn to when we are in need. Amen, amen. Anyone else? Um, as we were coming to church, I was reflecting upon this year and thinking about uh, how God has been with us and testimonies that I would like to share. And the first thing that came to my mind was, um, I remember when my mom was in Ghana this year, and there were so many things going on within my uh, family and so many situations that seemed almost insurmountable. And I remember asking the church to pray um, several times. And by God's grace, today we stand in a very different position where the family is much more jailed. Uh, many situations are resolved. Not everything is perfect, but we are so far away from where we were before. And I just want to pause and just to give God thanks for that. Amen. Anyone else? Praises. It's open to everybody. Let's share our praises. Victor, um, I've always been wanting to do a uh, solo backpack trip um, overseas, so I didn't know that this year I'll be able to do it. So um, yeah, I really praise God for um, this week because I went to Taiwan for six days. Uh, yeah, uh, the first three days would be with my family and the. Uh, Last three days will be me solo throughout the entire Taipei. So I really, really praise God for that because um, planning this kind of trip is, because I'm first time doing this, is kind of nervous. But um, yeah, through His guidance, I really learned a lot of stuff um, uh, while I'm having this trip. Really, really praise God because uh, last year I was supposed to go there, but because of some timetable clashing stuff, so I wouldn't be able to do it. But this year, God gave me a second chance. Amen. Yeah. That's good. Praise God. Anyone else? Okay, you again? Caleb. Caleb? Okay, Caleb. I think I'm going to Australia. I think I'm going to Australia. Oh yeah, you're going to Australia. Yes. <laughs> Anyone else? Question. Yeah. Uh, praise God because I able to bring my brothers here yes, to the church, amen. and praise God for the protection because uh, in this past week I bring him round here. And then praise God for the protection. Amen. 
Um, so Sean and I are in the middle of moving. It's been a stressful week, two months, sorry, two months, but finally we confirmed that we're moving and we saw the house for the first time last Sunday. And we entered the house and we're expecting to see some kind of nice place because there's all the trouble that we had to go through to go into my grandma's house. And we found the house was completely empty. Like, not even... Okay, all they had were the cabinets and then there were lights. No, no fan, no nothing. And so Sean and I stood there in kind of disbelief, wondering what we're getting, itself, we're getting ourselves into. And so I, I went home and I started thinking, oh, I need to buy furniture, I need to buy this bed, mattress, and whatever kind of other things you live with. And I, 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 uh, try, I'm, we were trying to look up for prices for furniture, and I just I said, oh, I'm going to check my bank account and see how much I have left. <laughs> And I've never the person who, I've never worried about money in my life. I'm very stingy for myself. But for other people, it's just tick, 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 tick. And I don't really care so much about money. But the first, the first time this week, I was a bit stressed out about money because I opened my bank account and I have about three digits left only. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm, I can buy a, sta- uh, a chair. <laughs> so I want to thank God because um, I asked Sean, do you have any money? I understand. Remember last time I gave you 10000 for your business? I'm like, can you give it back to me now? <laughs> it turns out Sean has some money. Just, uh. My bank account is empty. So, so I praise God that Sean has some money. And also, um, he offered us some help. And then our parents are shipping some furniture to us from their old place. So finally, uh. it's getting furnished. Amen, so, amen. Sean, God. you're the man. <laughs> <laughs> so I praise God that we do have a place praise to God. stay. Anyone else? Come on, praises, praises. Let's keep the praises going. Girls, don't be shy. Okay, um, I guess uh, most of you know that I have thyroid issues. And actually, um, I wanted to talk to Dr. Lee for so long, but I don't have his contact. And I'm so thankful that he was invited to here last week to share the message. And um, I'm so thankful that I told him that God sent you to me. So, um, and he teach me uh, what should I do from home for the home remedies and um, how to solve the issues. I'm really uh, thankful. <laughs> and um, also, um, for the past two weeks, um, Sandy was here sharing with her, his, her husband. So I was so thankful that we were invited to the church as well. And I was so thankful that, uh, uh, that we have a combined church service, actually. Yes. Thank you. Amen. Anyone else? I want to praise God for uh, sending Puput uh, as a Bible student who is really keen in studying the Bible. Uh, Last week we had a really good time um, debating about what God's love is and why Jesus is required in, in this belief. And I, you might not believe that I have been Adventist for my whole life, but i never given a proper Bible study in my life. And uh, I, because I know that if I ask from God that I wanted to do Bible study, He would definitely give it to me. So I never pray for one, and I don't want to pray for one. Um, until last year, AOI, I, I asked God that I think I can try. So, uh, during church camp, I just randomly asked the one, the person sitting next to me was just Pupul, and then I was like, do you want to start Bible study? And she just said yes. And I don't know how it works, but this whole journey of giving Bible study is, has been a huge blessing for me. So, if you haven't had done any Bible study before, do one. Amen. Anyone else? All right, so quiet. All right, I'll start one. Um, this this whole year, we have been uh, searching for uh, a secondary school for Ethan. 
Because next year he's sitting for his UPSR, his standard six, and then after that, uh, the following year he will have to move to uh, a different school, a secondary school. So throughout this whole year, Lisa and I we've been going around, searching for school. Uh, I think we've looked about ten different schools, budget, location, you know, what uh, what kind of uh, syllabus. So we have we this uh, school in Subang, uh, 3KL. Um, we went there, this, that was like our first school. Uh, so we talked to the people uh, at the admin, and they said that uh, they, Ethan will have to sit for a, a placement test, or entry test, and it's on a Saturday. No question about it. So when we say we can't do Saturday, then they say, well, what is your priority? If your priority is to come to this school, then you will cancel everything else, and you, know, you, you have to come and sit for the test. And so we left that, and we went to see other schools, and uh, I think last month, uh, end of November, so almost a whole year passed, and then so we went back to that school again with some other mothers. Um, so they say the same thing. If the, your priority is you want to come to this school, so you cancel everything, and you come and sit for the test. So uh, I just uh, forget about it. I walked out. Uh, Ethan was out with me, and then Lisa came out and said, you know, we should pray. So we prayed together. And five minutes later, when we went in and speak to them again, Lisa told them the story why we couldn't do Saturday. So we said, we are Christian, we keep the Sabbath, you know, so we can never do Saturdays. So the lady surprisingly said, okay, I'll change to a weekday for you. you know, initially, she was so hard on saying that, you, you know, what is your priority? Your priority is to come to this school, then you, know, you have to do Saturday. But after telling her the story, you know, after praying, and then we tell her the story that, you know, we go to church on Saturday, and then she said, okay, I'll change it to a weekday for you. So that's a big praise. So after one whole year of searching for a school, now this, this school to say, okay, but still uh, spending if Ethan passed the test. So anyway, so it's a big praise anyway. Right. Anyone else? Um, uh, now it's uh, December, the last month of 2019, and I have uh, three phrases. Uh, the first is uh, the first is for the carnal thing, and also the uh, the two is for spiritual things. And I just want to praise God for His uh, for His guidance and mercy towards me uh, throughout this year. Uh, but the first thing is for my study. Um, uh, this year, there is a lot of things that happen which, which is so unpleasant to me, but uh, I praise God because until now, I'm still able to continue my study. And, and um, I already, uh, because before I started my study, I have questions in my mind. And now, I'm already like... Uh, <coughs> 80 to uh, 90 percent have the answer to the questions that I that that I have in my mind. So praise God for that. Uh, even even in our kennel thing, He's still able to He's still able to uh, guide and being merciful to us. And then uh, for the spiritual things, um, I just praise God because He led me into this church. Because the first things that I see from this church is the fellowship. Um, <clears throat> I can see there is uh, a few people here who really, uh, who really do what the Bible said, and then really care for, uh, really care for each other. Um, just to mention a few names like Kendall, Cini, and Corina. <laughs> and then when I see them, especially Kendall, how she is, how she is able to mingle easily with other people. So I also have the, I also have the, uh, the interest to do that. But to break the wall of shyness <laughs> and introvert that I have in me, it's really difficult. But um, I do believe that if we will, God will, uh, God will be able to give us the strength to do to do it. So I just press God for the example that uh, that for the example that were given. Uh, by the people here, and then 
the, the third process is um, there had been um, a few years that I really want to, to do a consistent Bible study with someone, but I just I just couldn't find anyone. I um I do have one friend, but it is not consistent. So, uh, for my uh, for my personal experience, because this person also didn't want to do Bible study, so my uh, so my motivations to to study the Bible also like up and down. <laughs> so um, I just uh, praise God because uh, He led me to the ch to this church in which. We have a consistent uh, Bible study, especially for the Sabbath school, and um, and it's uh, because we have the Sabbath school, so it uh, it uh, empower me to do uh, to study the Bible like uh, uh, every day. And then uh, there is three things that I really learn learn from this Sabbath school is. Uh, the first thing is, if I study the Bible by myself, um, and then when I heard other people's opinion, we will have the same understanding. That is the first thing. And then the second thing is, there will be things that I don't understand, but when we discuss, other people will, will help us to understand that, uh, that certain verses. And then the third thing is, um, we will have a different opinion. Like I will have uh, this kind of understanding, but these people also will have uh, another another understanding. But when I uh, revise back, revise back or think against, uh, try to try to harmonize between this uh, different opinion. Actually, I can say in the end we are able to understand uh, understand well what the Bible uh, what the verses said. So I just praise God for for this opportunity and I hope that I hope that uh, um, by this Sabbath, uh, Sabbath school lesson there will be more people joining our Sabbath school so that you also will be blessed. Amen. Alright, we'll take a break for now. Uh, but the rest of you who hasn't said anything, doesn't mean you're off the hook. Uh, just think of it. We'll give you some time to think of it while we go back to uh, singing some praises. I believe all of us here are people with story. We have all different story. We have all different experience. But one thing I'm, ass I'm assured is we all have the same story to tell is the story of Jesus. Let's sing our next song, Blessed Assurance, and pray that this song will bind us together to because we have the same story in our life. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine Heir of salvation, purchase of God Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood This is my story, this is my song Praising my Savior all the day long This is my story, this is my song Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of rapture, now burst on my sight. Angels descending, looking above. Memories of mercy, whisper of love. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Have a submission, all is at rest. I am 
watching and waiting and looking above, filled with his goodness, lost in his love. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Sabbath. So I was like sitting down there just now, right? And I, I know there's a blue box. When is the last verse? I was like, okay, there's no blue box, so it's not the last verse. But, I, but Stanley was in front of me, so I couldn't see the blue box. I was hoping that the song will keep on going, so I don't have to say anything. But um, I, so I'm just supposed to share a simple testimony. Um, uh, all of you would know that um, Chinsen and I will be getting baptized this afternoon. Uh, it has been a long journey to come back to church. Uh, for me, it's been more than seven years. So, in fact, this is the first time I'm holding a mic in church for seven years. And um, I just wanted to... So last night we were, we were thinking about what would we, what would we share as um, part of our testimony, right? So we were planning, thinking about what to say and everything like that. And then we kind of got like so messed up that we didn't know what else to say. But we were sleepy and shared to sleep. So we prayed and, you know, we said, God, please take care of us. Um, so for my part, um, while I was, um, after we prayed, I prayed again and I told God, yeah, I, I've prepared a few things to say, but I don't know which one is the right one. Much like what Sean was talking about just now. And I prayed and I said, I'm sure there's something you want me to say, but I just don't know what it is. And I prayed. And sometimes God answers in the most amazing ways, right? So I was thinking, when did our transformation in our life started to happen? It's been a long journey back to church. And we just didn't know when it started. So I was like, God, when did this happen? Right? When did you help us come back to church? I mean, He was always helping us anyway. We just didn't know. Right through, like Corina used to be sitting down in the church, right, and she used to like book like all five seats, right, for me, my wife, and then Cecilia as well, right, and sometimes we didn't come to church, and I'm sure it was sad for her as well. But anyway, um, what was the right thing to to share? And while I was thinking about our journey back to church. Um, I was thinking, yeah, we started listening to Pavel Goya, right? So someone shared it on SAC, we saw it, we were like, eh, yeah, never mind. Then Corina and Sisla talk, started talking about Pavel Goya, uh, never mind. Then we started listening to it, right? And it started to change our lives. But the thing which I just wanted to share is this very, very simple testimony, right? Is no matter what you've done in your life, for no matter how many years you've done it, God can pull you back, right? Um, you may be struggling with things. I struggle with things too. This is my first time wearing trousers to church in seven years, right? And it doesn't feel comfortable, right? I like my jeans. It's, uh, it's my, like, my protective gear. But um, so as I was praying last night, God said, why don't you check your phone? So I checked my phone. And the first thing which I saw was my Spotify. And um, in Spotify, it summarizes your life for the last one year. So they just started it, doing it now because it's in December. So I looked at it and it summarized the thousands of hours you'd listen to music throughout the entire year. We joined the AOI for the first time um, this year and we, 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 we were blessed to hear Pastor Whitley Phipps sing and I realized that from an AOI was August from August till now that rewrote my entire year because what came up as my number one artist was Whitley Phipps 
and and it summarizes January, February, March, April, and everything else, right? But when you look back and you realize, right, in the four months, God can change your seven years. So, whatever you're going through, you'll get there. How many of us believe that God has been faithful? I think from Roger's testimony, we can hear that God has been faithful in his life. And I hope this song reminds us of God's faithfulness and how he doesn't give up on us. So we must also not give up on God. His love and mercy 
All right, so um, Gabriel has something to share. <laughs> Come on. Are you ready? <laughs> Breaking papers because I can't memorize. I praise God that I can be here today, and I praise God that I spend great time with my family every day. Thank you, Lord. I tried archery first time this year. It was a great experience. And also, thank you, Lord, for protection, for safety, for good health, and for giving me, my family, everything that we need. Thank you, Lord, that I can, that my brother can get good treatment at the hospital yesterday. I hope you'll get well soon. I had a fabulous time at school this year because there was no exam for me. <laughs> I'm so glad that it's school holiday now. I can sleep and wake up anytime I want. <laughs> and because it's school holiday, I got the chance to learn baking with my mom. We learned how to bake banana cake and chocolate cake. That's it. Yeah, so uh, adding to what Gabriel said, yesterday Ethan had to go to the hospital because he has been having fever for, two, uh, for the past two days, and then he's got a lot of pus in his head. So the doctor wanted to take a swab and uh, test what kind of bacteria is it, and uh, also for the fever. So we went to register for, um, uh, what do you call? Um, uh, register for to, to stay in the hospital uh, yeah admission yeah all right so we waited for an hour so we asked for uh, a two-bedded uh, two-bedded room which cost 130 ringgit or so and so after waiting for an hour the lady came back to us and said uh, we got no room no bed for that category so what we're going to do is we'll upgrade you to a suite room that costs 1,300 ringgit. But you don't have to pay for it. Um, you, you pay 130 ringgit, but you got to stay in a room that costs 1,300 ringgit. So, <laughs> praise God. Uh, well, even though Ethan is in hospital, he's got needle poked here and there. He was so nervous. He, he cried before. And then uh, we asked him to pray, and then he was brave. And when uh, the needle went in, he said, yeah, if you didn't tell me about it, I, I, I didn't realize it. It wasn't painful. It wasn't that bad. It's like end bite. So uh, he, he, was, he was okay. But uh, it was big praise for us. Uh, we got a nice room, even though Ethan is uh, sick. <laughs> uh, it's a big praise. So, thank you. the battle cry. Yeah. 
So we've come to the end of the first section of our Agape Sabbath. And I want to close with this thought. This thought comes from Philippians. Don't worry, I'm not going to preach. <laughs> this thought comes from Philippians 3, 13 and 14. And it says this, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press forward toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. And so as we close, I just want to ask everyone just to take a moment and close your eyes and think forward to 2020. We've had 2019 and by God's grace, we will all see the end of it and God will take us through into 2020. I want you to think of one commitment that you want to make to God. Nothing big. Don't make it big. One small thing, like Paul said, just one thing I do. Not many things, just one thing I do. Make one small spiritual commitment to God that will help improve your relationship with him. And just meditate on that thought. So, Father, we come before you and want to give you praise because you have been good to us. We've looked back and we've reflected on 2019 and you have indeed been faithful, Lord. You have just been so good to us in so many different ways, Lord. If we were to begin to give you praise to, for everything that you have done, it would take us a thousand years, as the song says, to give you all the praise that is due your name. And so, Lord, we thank you and we say praise be your name but lord we look forward into 2020 2020 stands for perfect vision and lord that's exactly what we desire lord we desire perfect vision of you we want to know you we want to serve you we want to have a better relationship with you than we've ever had before lord we don't want this to be theory anymore we want it to be experiential. We want to know you like it is our privilege to know you. And so, Lord, you've heard the commitments that people have made in their hearts. You've heard the prayers. You've heard the desires of our hearts, Lord. And it's all because we want to get closer to you. And so, Lord, I'm asking on behalf of your children that you will help all of us stick to this one small commitment that we have made and that by your grace, by your power, by your victory, we can attain these things. And our relationship with you will be better, Lord. We look forward into 2020. And I want to pray and ask that you will bless us as individuals. Open our eyes, Lord, that we may see you. Open our hearts, Lord, that we may know you. Open our minds that we may understand what it is that you have for us, Lord. Please, Lord, give us that vision. And I'm asking that the Holy Spirit, Lord, Holy Spirit, pour down into our hearts now. Holy Spirit, come, come now, for we need you. We need you desperately. This world is wrapping up, and we don't want to be left behind. We don't want to miss the boat, Lord. We've come so close, and so we're asking, Holy Spirit, transform our hearts Help us to know you. Help us to serve you. Father, I pray for the leadership of this church. And I ask that you will give us vision. Help us to have clear 2020 vision. That we may know what it is that you want us to do. And then give us the power and the energy and the resilience and the consistency to go and do it, Lord. For we have a message and we have a privilege that other people do not have that other people do not know. So Lord, please come down, come down. Lead this church. Give the leadership all that we need. And I ask that SAC will go into 2020 far better and far stronger and far more victorious and productive than it was in 2019. For you deserve it, Lord. 
you deserve it. So, Father, look into our hearts. Look into our hearts, Lord. Change us. Help us to be like you. We ask these things in your name. Please be with us throughout the rest of this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.